This episode may contain language or discussions that may be offensive or triggering. Refer to the episode summary for details. We are all gifted in some way. And thankfully, most of us have been blessed with multiple talents. And while this is a good thing, it can make it tricky to figure out how to translate your particular talent into a career you enjoy. But I'm going to help you with this today. Welcome to the She Confidential Podcast. It's your business bestie, Charlene Ketchum. Today, I chatted with Julia Rock, who is a career and leadership development coach and founder of Rock Career Development. This conversation is an essential for anyone who wants to get clarity on how to leverage the skills they already have in a new or more fulfilling career. Get ready to be empowered. So I saw this quote on your website and I I wrote it down so that I didn't misquote it. So this statistic on your website that noted that black people are 12% of the U.S. population, but only occupy 3.2% of senior leadership roles in corporations. And this is not because we're less skilled or talented. So why then do you think we have this disparity? Um, I think there's a couple of different reasons. I mean, we can talk about institutionalized racism and other things, but I feel like that's a different conversation. What I, what I also find is that many times for black people um, is that we haven't been given the tools and the resources to really understand how do you ascend in corporate America, right? That's the piece we can control. You know, the DEI folks and others, we can combat the racism and institutions, but we still as individuals have to do our part. And a lot of times I just feel like black people that I, part of the reason I got into this business was that we haven't been provided with the resources to fully understand how do you ascend in corporate America? How do you navigate what's expected of you and, and, and how do you present yourself in such a way for you to get opportunities um, and and so I find that that's part of the reason because I've looked at people alongside me where it's like why haven't they progressed but when you hear about work ethic or other things that they haven't yet done or things that they just didn't know then you understand okay so this is why the career hasn't progressed the way that it should so yes there's a piece that we have to tackle on the race issue but there's also a piece that we're responsible for as well yeah yeah and your firm focuses on helping black and and people of color athletes find success beyond sports And this is a very specific target audience. And, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they are reluctant to niche or niche, (laughs) niche or niche down. And instead, they attempt to attract everybody, as many people as possible. So why did you decide to get so focused on working with athletes as your target clients? Yeah, so when I first started my business, I was helping corporate professionals, and and I got into it because I wanted to help black and brown professionals, because I noticed that disparity I was talking about in performance and and their ability to deliver um, in person, and so... I got into the space for that, but then I got to a point of, I want to help everybody. I want to help everybody and, you know, kumbaya. But then I, then I had to go back and say, what do I want my business to be? And so I niched back down to black and brown professionals. And then fast forward to 2021, um, one of my clients, her brother was playing overseas um, and then was coming back to the U.S. uh, And she said, hey, do you think you can help my brother, you know, find a job? And I'm like, I've never worked with an athlete before, but we're going to give it a go. Right. And um, and so I was able to help him um, and it was really rewarding work for me. But then after he got the job, I also said, well, he can't be the the only one who's in this situation in terms of athletes. Not everybody has a a LeBron contract. Right. Not everybody has a, a Tom Brady contract. So the question is, what happens for the folks 
after sports, you know, who don't have those kind of contracts or the ones who never go pro at all. What happens to them and who's serving them to help them from a career perspective? Uh, and that's really where I said, hey, this is an opportunity for me to serve the underserved because that's why I got into coaching in the first place. Yes. I love how you were able to just really kind of focus in on what the need was because so many business owners, they struggle. They, you know, they have all of these gifts, like you have all of these gifts and you've been doing this for a while, you know, working in this, this coaching space, working in human resources and recruiting and everything. And I know you have a financial background, you know, all of these different skills and talents that can be kind of overwhelming to decide which one of these do I want to focus on in terms of how I serve other people. So how did you decide what area you were going to go into? Because you're good at so many things. Yeah. So, um, so from a business perspective, uh, you know, I thought about where are my gifts, right? Because my day job is, is finance and accounting. And that's where, you know, that's where I have those gifts. But I said, in terms of serving the world, is that really what my gifts are? And I found that I had the ability, especially since I amassed all this knowledge about careers and so forth in college, I said, I have the skill set to talk to people, to share my, share the knowledge about careers and hopefully help them. You know, I think that people are out there who can do life coaching. They can help you on dating. They can help you on all those things. But I'm like, that's not my ministry. My ministry is what I tell people. I know how to navigate the corporate dope game. That's what I know. <laughs> you know, that's my specialty. And so when I thought about what are my skills, um, as much as I want to help people, it's in the professional space. You know, that's where my gift is. That's where, where I, what I'm good at. And that's what I want to lean into instead of trying to nurture all these other things. It's like, man, my gift is helping people navigate the corporate dope game. So that's, that's the lane I'm going to be in. And so what was your next step after you figured out, like, this is, this is my gift. What was your next step in, in terms of finding and attracting your clients? So the funny thing is I had already been working with, um, with folks prior to make it, forming a business. I was already helping friends and family and I just wasn't getting paid for it. So mm. I, I, when I got started, I already had some kind of proof of concept because I had people I was working with already. Um, and so then I just started to put it out there. You know, I started, you know, friends and family were saying, oh, my sister did my resume or my friend did my resume. You should check her out. And so it was a lot of word of mouth early on. So before I had a proper website and all that, it was truly word of mouth um, saying, hey, the best thank you is for you to tell someone else. Um, and and so and that that happened early on. And so I was very, very grateful for people, you know, and then after people got served and they brought their friends or their colleagues. And so it kind of it kind of snowballed from there because uh, I started with resume writing and interviewing and then expanded into coaching from there. Wow. So you tapped into your network. You know, that's right. I, that's huge. <laughs> that's huge. Because so many people are afraid to get started because they feel like I don't know anyone who who will want to pay me for this skill. And 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 that's the thing is when you're able to articulate the value of what you offer, then people are willing to pay you, right? Because I can tell you that, oh, you need a, a, a resume and the resume is $100. But I, or I can tell you that this resume is, will let the, set the foundation for you to be able to achieve a salary increase of 50, 60, 70, $100,000, right? Like this is something that can transform your, your, your life, not just your tax bracket, but can truly transform your life. You know, so when you're able to articulate the value of the services, 
people, it's, it's easier for people to be willing to pay for it. So when you think about a luxury brand, right, a Louis Vuitton or anything like that, it's not just about, okay, this is a purse. It's like, what do you get for having a Louis Vuitton bag? What's the prestige? What's the, yes. you know, the, how do you get noticed? Are people looking at you? So there's all of that that people want to soak in and say, well, yeah, so I, I need a Louis bag for, for me to be this kind of a person, right? And for people to see me this way. It's the same yeah. thing when articulating the value about your business is how do people's lives change? What value do they get from what you offer? Because then it's easier to, to sell people on paying the price. Absolutely. And so can you tell us a little bit about what you do in your business, what your services are, and how you help people change their lives for the better? Absolutely. So, so we really focus on helping athletes to translate their existing skills, you know, into high paying in demand careers. And what that really is helping them to find their next career play after sports. And so providing them with the, with the end to end coaching for them to start from a clarity perspective and understanding what they want to do next, and then equipping them with the tools and resources for them to be able to find an opportunity, but also then be able to maintain from there. It's not just enough to get the job, but it's like, how do you navigate in that space? What does your first 90 days look like? How do you equip yourself, you know, going forward? And so, so we provide robust career coaching in that, in that space, helping them to understand how do I brand myself? So think about personal branding. How do I network effectively? Because it's not just about trying to find new contacts. For many athletes, especially if you're a professional, you may have a network of people, but are you tapping into those? Do you know what conversations mm. to have? Do you know how to present yourself in those conversations? and not fumble the bag. So networking isn't just about new connections, it's about nurturing the ones that you have. So it's really a robust um, a coaching experience that, that, that we provide to clients. And then, um, and then from there, also from an entrepreneurship perspective, we do have a module in our coaching program for folks who say, hey, you know, nine to five may not be for me. I'm thinking about getting into the entrepreneurship space. And we provide them the fundamentals so that they, so they can start on a good foundation because so many businesses, they don't become successful because the, the foundation isn't solid. Absolutely. And so is, is there, what are the parallels between sports and business? Because on the surface, that just seems so, and I'm thinking about the LeBrons and the Tom yeah. Brady's. I'm thinking that there has to be such a mindset shift to go from being this professional athlete to then getting acclimated in a corporate environment, working a nine to five, or even being an entrepreneur. So are there any parallels that help make that transition a little bit smoother? So there, there are more parallels than you probably would think because um, when you think about somebody who's at the top of their game, so if you think about a LeBron or a Tom Brady, they're out there to be the best of the best. Yeah. And so when you get into a business environment, it's the same thing. How do you make sure that you're being the best of the best but also equipping your organization to do the same? What skills are you bringing every day to help them achieve that same objective? Uh, the same thing goes for teamwork and collaboration. In order for Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl, I hope he does because he left his wife for this, you know, so right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in order for him to win this Super Bowl, his team's got to come together and, co and co collaborate. The same thing goes when you get into corporate America. Uh, when it comes to strategy, in order for you to effectively beat your opponent on the field, on the court, and so on. You've got to have a strategy as to how do you approach them. You have to study them and know how to attack. The same thing goes in business. How do you make sure that you have the right competitive position? How do you strategize to achieve that? Um, you know, so there's a lot of parallels, even just competition. You know, 
that competitive spirit, you've got to be competitive when you get into the workplace. And it's not just about, you know, the competition outside, but it's also about inside the organization. How can you make sure that you're performing at the right level to ensure you're being competitive against your, you know, with your coworkers? Uh, so there's just a lot of parallels there. And then leadership. Last thing, I, this is, you know, I, I didn't mention leadership. Thinking about someone who's the captain of their team, right? Uh, going back to the LeBron or Tom Brady, they're the captains of the team. People are looking to them to guide to coach to what have you and so in the corporate environment that leadership skill is so so important in terms of leading projects leading initiatives even if you don't have a formal leadership title yet there's a lot of opportunities for you to lead informally but you've got to have those skills uh, built up already so yes they may not have the same kind of subject matter but a lot of the skills are transferable and applicable across both sides and so, and you noted that you assist athletes in going into corporate environments like nine to fives and also entrepreneurship. And so I'm wondering, is there a different mindset that mindset that's required for someone to decide, oh, I want to own a business versus, oh, I'm going to go work in someone else's business? Yeah, yeah the, there's a difference in mindset because the lift is slightly different, right? Because when you're building something from grassroots, you've got to be built for that. And, and you have to think about what is the impact on my life, my family, my finances and so forth. And you've, and that's a mental weight that you have to take on versus, Hey, you're going to find a career opportunity and how do I want to leverage my skills and position uh, myself? They're still, they're difficult in their own right, but it's a different level of difficulty when you're saying, Hey, I want to build this from grassroots uh, because there's so many things to consider and you, you don't have like a fallback plan just yet, right? You're like, Hey, I'm going to go out on faith or whatever the case is, and you're really trying to start from scratch. So there's a slightly different mindset because you have to ask yourself, am I built for this? Because especially when you're transitioning from your sport and you're coming from an elite level of play, if you get into a business that it's not going well or if it's failing and so forth, how will that impact you mentally to be ready if you know that you were coming from, from high performance in a sport? So you have to think about, am I mentally prepared for what may come with this? Because I may not succeed for years. And am I okay with that? So there's, there's some different mindset shifts that have to happen and, and for people to really be honest with themselves about the bandwidth that they have for this. Yeah. How has entrepreneurship tested you? Well, <laughs> how, how much time do you have? I mean, good grief. <laughs> I know life be life and right life be life and, and uh, you know, for real. Um, but in terms of the tests that, that, that it has, it's, it's really tested, uh, how much I, how I feel about myself because there are days when it's just nothing going right. There's nobody calling you. It's just a mess. Um, and I've had to look at myself in the mirror and say, this does not define you, Jay. This does not define you. This is a rough patch. You will get through it. You know, think of all the clients you have helped. Think of all the, the, the testimonials that you have where people say that, hey, you've impacted my life for the better. And so those are the moments that you've got to dig deep. Um, so it's, it's question, and it's also just question, you know, or cause me to question, you know, how much can I take, right? Cause some days you're just, it's like, okay, is this it for me? But then on the flip side, when I come out on the other side, it's like, man, I'm stronger than I ever realized. Like the depth of strength that you find in yourself as an entrepreneur, the hustle, 
the grit because when you think you have nothing left and it's like, but damn, I still got to do this. You dig a little (laughs) bit deeper. There's something a little underneath. And so that for me has been the upside of just seeing the strength that God has empowered me with to to push through, you know, just about anything. Yes, absolutely. And I love that self-talk that you just, that you just mentioned, because the way we talk to ourselves, especially when we're down you know, being able to show ourselves that grace and just be kind and be compassionate and to self-promote, you know, and that can be very difficult for us as women because we're taught, oh, that's, you know, that's being boastful or that's being arrogant. And so had, was that ever a challenge for you to get comfortable with, you know, talking about your wins and and self-promoting? Yeah. I mean, and sometimes it's, it's, it, I, I still struggle with it. Um, you know, sometimes I have those moments, but I, but the one thing I learned is that if you want to grow your business, uh, you have to talk about it. And I think about what I've done in corporate America, the way that I've been able to navigate in corporate America is making the right conversations and pitching, Hey, I've done this and I've done that. And it's like, so if I know how to do it in that environment, why is it not the same in, 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 in my business. And, and so, so I've had to kind of overcome that mentally. And then also coming from a Christian background, you know, we love Jesus, but we talk about humility and we feel like, okay, if I talk too much, I'm no longer being humble. But, but the truth is God has blessed us with gifts uh, to help others and empower others and to bring value into their lives. We can't do that effectively if they don't know about it. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so that's, that's the, that the, the patch or the hump that I had to get over is to say that I can't help people if they don't know I exist. So I have to promote what I do, what I bring to the table so that they know that here I can help you get past that roadblock you're experiencing in your career. You know, that feeling of being stuck, that feeling of being lost. I have the tools to help you get past that. But, but if they don't know I'm, I'm there, they're staying stuck. And it's like, you know, I'm robbing the world of a very important gift if I don't share with them how I can solve their problems. And so that's how I've kind of mentally made my peace with yeah. selling um, yeah. is because it's for a greater purpose. Yeah. And that's how you honor your blessing. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And, and speaking of all the amazing things that you have underway, can, can you share with us some of the things that you have on the horizon? Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I actually have a book that came out uh, back in December. Uh, So I helped to co-author a book. It's called The Six-Figure Athlete. And so myself and other co-authors, we put together a collection of strategies and stories to help high-performing athletes um, and others uh, to be able to monetize the skills that they already have. Too often we feel like we've got to go buy a course, a template, uh, something in order for us to be able to monetize. But the fact is we've already got a great amount of skills that we just need to know how to use in order to monetize and and, and change our lives and bring in uh, revenue for our families. Um, And so really excited about the book. Folks can get it online at rockcareer.com backslash SFA book. Um, and um, I'll share the link with you as well, but um, but I'm really excited about that. And um, I also have my coaching program for athletes. It's called Ball to Boardroom. Uh, it's a 60-day program for athletes, so starting from career clarity, and we work through everything from goal setting, 
you know, interviewing, resume prep, networking. We work through all the way to salary negotiation and starting at work. And so it's a comprehensive program for athletes. And so we're really excited because, you know, I put my heart and soul into building that curriculum to make sure that athletes have a well-rounded um, kind of curriculum to, to, to start their careers. So those are the two big things uh, on the horizon right now. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Thank oh. you. I love to hear when Black women in particular are authoring books. I mean, that's just for us to be able to have our own words, you know, and for people to be able to access that and hear from people who look like us and have backgrounds that are similar to ours. So how let's let's talk about that, because so few women, Black women in particular, write books. So what was that experience like for you? Yeah, so so that's the reason I did the co-author bit first because I said, do I have the bandwidth right now to write a full book and give it my all and that I'm putting all my thoughts there? And I said, you know what? Not right now. Um, so going through the process of writing the chapter in this book, it helped me to think about how do I put my thoughts together in a way that's going to be appealing to the reader? Um, and some days when you're writing, you're just, you have this mental block, right? The writer's block or whatever they call you. So you've got like a page of stuff and then it's like, I don't have anything else. <laughs> it's like, there's <laughs> nothing else up here. And you're like typing and erasing and typing and erasing. And so it's that iterative process and that digging process within yourself um, to, to, to then think about how do I pull this story together and who do I want to reach with that? And, and that's the piece that I think about for when I'm going to write my full book is that thinking about the audience on the other end, because what you're writing isn't for you. It's for the, it's for someone else out there who needs it. And I think that that helps you to frame the messaging you put together, where it comes from in your spirit is because this is not meant to serve me. It's meant to help someone else. Um, and so it definitely was an interesting process for me, but I think I've now got more of a ritual and understanding so that when I write my own full book that hopefully it'll be easier uh but but uh but you know we'll we'll have to see about that yeah and so how did you fit that into everything else that you do because you've got a coaching program and then you just co-authored the book and then your own personal life and self-care how do you find time to do all those things and still be glowing? Like you look happy. <laughs> you don't look like, oh my God, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm stressed the F out. Uh, like I'm stressed how, out. How do you do that? <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing, like, you know, like I said, you know, that, I, and I'm also a corporate right? I have a day job, you know, where I'm, where I'm serving, uh, you know, in the finance and accounting space. And then I have yeah. all these things going on. Um, I will say that, um, that it hasn't always been easy, but I've had to learn how to say no to certain things and how to uh, just put other things by the wayside and prioritize, okay, what are the things that I need to get done? Um, what's going to bring the most value and what doesn't feel good to me right now? Because I was burning myself out in years past trying to do all the things for everyone and I was always running from behind. And so as time has gone on, I had to ask myself, what are the things that I can do well? What are the things that I need to do? What are the things that are going to help me help serve me and also serve my audience? And really trying to kind of whittle away the stuff that doesn't fit into any of those buckets. Um, and then the other secret is working out. I work out very regularly. I work out six times a week. 
And because of that, it helps to release the endorphins. It helps to give me energy. Um, and so for those out there who are, who are listening, if, you're, if you don't work out, you don't have to do it every day, but at least go for a walk or something to commune with nature, something that will get oxygen into your lungs because um, you also sleep better. You know, you, you find yourself wanting to, to eat better because, like, I can't work out and eat burgers and fries every day, right? It's just a mismatch. So there's a lot of benefits that I have found that working out has done for just the rest of my life as well. Thank you for sharing that holistic approach, because as, you know, as entrepreneurs, as multipreneurs who are doing the the nine to five and building a business like that self-care, taking care of your body, in order for you to be able to serve your clients effectively, you have to take care of you. And I have to remind myself, like there are days when I have to say, go to bed, Charlene, go to bed (laughs) because I'm loving what I'm doing. I can stay up all night. Mm -hmm. and work on something. I have to force myself to stop and go to bed because I know that if I don't, then I'm not able to be, be at optimum level. So I thank you for giving those examples and just keeping it real that it's not easy that you do have to have intention behind it because people will see and say, oh my gosh, she looks fabulous. She just co-authored a book and she's doing all these amazing things. It's probably easy for her. And you're like, no, I have to be intentional about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because again, there's only 24 hours in a day. And I, you know, I got off the team, no sleep bandwagon a long time ago because our bodies need adequate rest, adequate sleep, because that's when our bodies can heal. And so that's the one thing I said I was prioritizing for, for 2023. I don't believe in resolutions, but the priority that I said for 2023 is rest, making sure that I'm going to bed, even though I'm enjoying something that I'm doing, I'm going to bed, turning off the TV, putting away the phone and just getting rest, even if I'm not going straight to sleep, but just lying there and allowing myself to just relax. Uh, we as black women, we don't do that enough. We feel like we got to go, go, go. We got to push through everything. And it's like, no, sis, we don't got to push through everything. Sometimes you just got to sit down somewhere. Just got to sit down somewhere and relax. Yeah. That needs to be on a t-shirt. Sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real, man. We, we Gone are the days of us pushing through everything. We, we don't have to, and we shouldn't. No, no. And I just thought of about a question about you co-authoring the book that I know people might have. So for people who are interested in authoring a book, how, how does one go about becoming a co-author? So how do people establish themselves so that they feel like they have what it takes to be an author. So, so I think if, you know, it's kind of like the Ted or the TEDx type of mantra, like you have to have an idea worth spreading, right? So, uh, so what's your idea worth spreading, um, and putting it in print? Um, you know, I was contacted by a, by a company that, that, that publishes. And so they, and they were working on the project and, and, and they asked me to participate. But part of that came from, from the articles that I've written and the, and the presence I had put there about showing some authority in the, in the space. And so I would say that if there's an opportunity for you to show at least a little bit of authority in your space, whatever your, 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 your medium is, you know, social media, um, you know, newsletter, whatever you may be doing, but just being able to give your 
yourself some runtime with that perhaps so that you so that you build up some credibility in this space uh, and then like I said but think about first and foremost what is your idea worth spreading why do you want to write the book so if you're trying yeah. to put yourself in that mindset it's like why do you want to write the book what do you want who do you want to impact with this what do you want them to get after reading your book or your chapter or what have you um, so those are the things that I would think about doing that kind of introspection but then also if possible starting to build some some external authority I think is also helpful yeah thank you for sharing that yeah and I know that so many people want have I, I personally believe that everyone has a story inside them absolutely but it's that imposter syndrome and it's that lack of clarity that stops us from sharing that story or even telling it effectively so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that imposter syndrome a, a, a lot of times will, will, will get us. But the, the fact is, you know, where you are right now, you didn't get there by accident. Right. So so what you know, your business, the failures, the successes, all of these things did not happen by accident. All of those experiences have taught you something, have made you into a better, stronger person that you've and you have knowledge now that you've built through all of those experiences that you can now impart to other people. So when it, when imposter syndrome is whipping your butt, it's like, but why do you feel like an imposter? You you didn't get here. You know, you didn't just wake up one day and you were here. Right. You didn't wake up like this. Right. You had to work your way through this, the good and the bad. And so, like you said, that all can compile our story that we can then turn around and share with the world. Yeah, absolutely. What have been some of the best investments that you've made in yourself professionally? So in terms of investments, one uh, is a coach. I believe that every coach should have a coach. Every business owner should have a coach um, because they help you to see things that you just can't see. Um, and, and so that's been one of the biggest and best investments for me. Um, and then also, uh, getting an assistant was helpful because that's how I started to, to offload some of the work that I was doing because there's this whole, I got to do it myself and, yeah. you know, and, and show that I'm a, a one woman show. And I'm like, why? Who's doing this? <laughs> I don't need to be a one woman show at all. Uh, and so, and, and so getting, getting help. And that's one thing as black women, we've got to ask for help. There are people out there who want to help us. There's a lot of narratives out there about, you know, this person is, you know, a backstabber and this and black women don't help each other and people don't help each other. That's not true for everybody. There are people who are ready and willing to assist you as long as you're ready to ask. And so that's the, so I guess that's kind of the underpinning for my investments is getting the help that I needed instead of continuing in perpetuity to try to do it on my own. Cause you know, no man is an Island. Uh, my mom and my dad taught me that as a kid. It's like, no man is an Island. You've, you've got to get help. Yeah. What do you want your legacy to be? Not, and not just professionally, but just in your life. Like what's the imprint that you want to leave on the world? Man. Um, when I think about what my legacy, what I want it to be, I think about my parents. Um, you know, my parents have been big humanitarians. They've traveled all the world over the world, serving people when they were living in New York, they visited the sick and this, and, and they had a, a penchant for helping people. And so when I think about my legacy, I want it to be that when people think about Julia Rock is that she served other people that, 
but 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 for people have uh, you know contacting me, you know their lives have now uh, improved in a, in a dramatic and positive way that people can look at themselves in the mirror and feel better about what they see uh, because we've had an opportunity to work together. So I really just want it to be that I've been a servant to 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 others, um, and that also that my persistence is more than any success or failure that I've had. You know, I, I don't want to be defined by any one success or any one f- failure, but it's the fact that I have continued to go in the face of adversity because that may hopefully inspire someone else that it doesn't matter where you are. If you keep going, you can get to the next stop. So so that's when I think about my legacy. That's that's what I want it to be. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's lovely. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you. for sharing <laughs> Thank that. You. Thank, Thank you. you. And can you share your, your website so that people know, again, where they can find you? And for the audience, for our regular viewers, listeners, y'all know that the links will all be in the description box, both on YouTube and in the podcast apps, along with the link to purchase the book. Um, so if you can share the details for your website and the name of the book again and all those yes. things, y'all, again, will be in the, the, the summary. Yes, yes, for sure. And so uh, I try to be pretty consistent. So the website is uh, www.rockcareer.com. Um, and then if you want to uh, to follow my business page, it's at Rock Career on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, if you want to follow my personal uh, musings and, and, and advice, you can follow me at the Julia Rock on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and then the name of the book, again, is The Six-Figure Athlete. Uh, and so you can buy that on the website at rockcareer.com backslash SFA book. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. All Thank the you. awesomeness that you have done and will continue to do and for who you are, because we are not defined by the things we do, but who we are and the way we make people feel and the way we help people transform their lives. So thank you for honoring your gifts and for your mm-hmm. blessings and like, yay, because I just see so much greatness happening for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, and I thank you so much for having me. Um, this is, you know, I'm just excited to have had this conversation with you. So thank you so much, Charlene. Make sure you like, subscribe, and sign up for notifications so that you don't miss any She Confidential podcast episodes. I'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,